This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 33 is brought to you by IGUS, my fellow Americans. You know what to do at this point. The choice is so obvious. Tons of options, best customer service in the United States, lowest spreads in the United States. And if you go down to the show notes and click the link, that will take you to the blog. They will tell you everything you need to know and what you were eligible for. From there, click the link at the very bottom. Get yourself signed up. Get yourself started. And for those of you outside the United States, you know I got you covered too. There are two links down below in the show notes you can choose from as well. Check those out. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast and uh, a quick continuation, I guess, from last week's episode. Last week's episode was the highest rated episode we have had week by week. And many of you took advantage of a lot of things going on in the Cardano ecosystem. Uh, And I commend you for taking action and not hesitating. Comes to crypto, you can't hesitate. You just got to go. And that's what a lot of people did. And a lot of the land that was available has already doubled in price. A lot of the tokens have already started to go up quite a bit. And all this is happening while the crypto market itself is going down. Uh, So we have no idea what the future holds. Uh, What I do know is that I guess everybody heard the podcast because the the Cardano network is very clogged up right now. And it's going to be that way probably all throughout February because of the Sunday swap debut. So anything you're interested in doing on there, just understand it's going to take some time. And you may not get through the first time or the first five times or the first ten times. Don't be like some people did last week and try once and didn't work and they cry about it and give up. Keep going and understand that this is just a natural part of the growing process. And for all the FUD boys out there, is it a ghost chain or are there so many people on it it's clogged up now? Which is it? Can't be both. Uh, But anyway, moving on, Um, even though last week's episode was probably the highest rated, this week's episode to date is going to be the most important, Uh, but it will certainly not do the same type of numbers that we did last week. And that's really a shame uh, because the one end goal we all have here is to make money. And the majority of what we have done on this podcast so far is talk about opportunities so you can get in at a good time. Unfortunately, just like we talked about all the time in the Forex trading curriculum on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, the entry point is not where you make money. You don't make any money on the entry point. You make all of your money by making the proper decisions after you have already entered. We would say it all the time on the channel, no money management, no money. Uh, Yet somehow this is not the part that gets anybody excited. Everybody's a prospector. They want to find that one great piece of land that might have a bunch of gold on it and stake their claim. Uh, But then when it's time to actually work the land, well, then it's not so fun anymore, is it? Uh, Well, it doesn't have to be difficult, for one. I already put out a video, and I will link it down below in the show notes, talking about a good way to take profit in your crypto positions. And really, I watched it again. It's more of a psychology video. Uh, But it gave you a pretty rough framework uh, in terms of what to do after you have entered a position in the crypto market. And I think it was such an important video because almost nobody in the crypto market has any idea what to do once they've entered a trade. Most of them don't know what they're doing, period. I've seen enough Twitter feeds and been a part of enough discords apart from my own to confirm that nobody has any idea what they're doing. So if you simply have some idea of what you're doing, 
you're going to do very well, especially long term. You know, and if things like this don't excite you, let me put it this way. I was doing some pretty rough math earlier this week. And as soon as I get a bullish signal on my weekly charts for crypto, which I haven't gotten yet, I doubt you guys have either. We really haven't had more than uh, one green candle week in a row. So I doubt anybody's getting a signal. But once I do, I will officially have right about 40% of my entire crypto account in free crypto. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's because I entered a position, I set a particular price point that I was going to take my initial investment off the table. So let's say, for example, that's $1,000. I take $1,000 that I put in, that I invested, I take that back and I let the rest run. And it's great because I no longer have any risk. That crypto can now go to zero and I've officially broke even. But on top of that, the money I put in, I just got back and I get to reuse it on something else. Therefore, I don't have to reach into my wallet and put more cash into a position. I already have it. It's free. Now imagine bolstering your entire crypto portfolio by 40% simply by doing what we're about to talk about in this episode. Now I don't think I need to convince you of why to do this. I already did that in that video. Again, make sure you've seen it if you haven't. It's also funny too. It's the video where I actually uh, talk about my new podcast called The 10 Minute Contrarian. It <laughs> seems like only yesterday. Uh, but in this episode, I wanted to be a little more specific on at least how I approach things. And so you can have a general guideline and kind of a general template on what to do yourself. Now, again, I'm not a financial advisor. Don't do anything I say. But again, this episode, I am showing you my parameters and hopefully it can help you. Now, it's not going to do anything if you don't actually adhere to it. Uh, but adhering to it is super easy. I don't, there's no excuse not to. So let's start with the take profit points. Now, in the video that I've been talking about, really the main thing I said is, hey, just do something. It doesn't have to be super specific. Just have some kind of parameters. Write it down. Put it into a spreadsheet. You know, this is 30 seconds of work. If you can't do 30 seconds of work, uh, then in my opinion, you deserve to lose money. Because I'm going to tell you what to do, and 95% of you are not going to do it. And yes, I hope you continue to lose money until that light bulb goes off in your head and say, hey, maybe I need to be a little bit more disciplined here. I put all this work into the entry point and when I'm going to enter and what I'm going to enter, but I don't do anything afterwards, which is by far the most important part of the process. So just set up a free Google Sheet or Microsoft Excel, put in your position, Put in the entry point at which you got in and set a price point to where you are going to take your initial profit off the table. Really, what you do after that is up to you. You know, I have my methods, uh, but after that, there's really no right or wrong way to do it. So now that you're on board with the process, the whopping 30 seconds of work you have to do, let me tell you how I play it. All right. So really, all I'm looking to do at this point is take my initial investment off the table and then move my stop loss to break even. So if I got into something at $30 and it goes to 90, for example, that's when I take my initial investment off the table, move my stop loss to 30, and now my risk is gone. So think about what I'm saying. I'm involved in a risky asset with a lot of upside that most people are too afraid of because it is perceived as being too volatile, too risky. Well, now I am a part of it 
But all that risk that everybody frets over is completely gone now. It's the best. And if for some reason that stock or whatever I bought comes back down to $30, I exit that position and you know maybe I'll wait to get back in. Just depends on what else I'm doing. But anyway, depending on what I'm investing in is going to determine how far away my initial take profit level sits. So let's start from the lowest. Uh, now, I will take my initial investment off the table after a 50% gain in things like platinum or anything regarding oil. Now, why so soon? Well, with platinum, I'm not playing platinum miners. I'm playing the actual price of platinum. It just moves slower. And the actual price of oil typically the same way. And all of your companies related to oil are probably going to move a little bit more. But there's a little bit of an added risk with oil, which we will talk about soon. So I am more than happy taking my initial profit off at the 50% mark. So, And people have asked me before, is this something you automatically put into your charts or is this just kind of a soft cap? It's soft. So as soon as I see it approaching, I make a note and as soon as it hits that mark or comes close enough to it, I take the profit, move stop loss to break even, and life is good. Now moving forward. Moving forward into things that are a bit more volatile and have more room to go up, in my opinion. Now, there's a bit of a caveat here. But I will wait for a 2x return in things like carbon credits and any investments related to water. Now, why do I wait for a 2x? Uh, You know, I don't have a great reason um, because there's a lot of unknowns here. You know, I don't have a whole lot of precedent with these investments because carbon credits are brand new. And the whole reason I would hold water investments, which is for really unfortunate time in history, you know, I don't have anything to look back on there either. So I just have to pick something. And I just feel that a 2x return is the way to go here. And that's all I can say. So now if we move further up the ladder, now this is going to be a bit more familiar. I take my initial profit off the table after a 3x return in all of my crypto positions and all of my miners positions. So gold miners, silver miners, uranium miners, Um, I have already taken initial profit in every single one of my uranium positions, by the way. Um, And again, you can adjust this up or down as long as you have something. I don't care what it is. Just have something. Put in a little tiny bit of work and then execute on it. Um, But a 3x return is where I go here. And so far, it has served me very, very well. Uh, And then the very highest I go, and this is for something that we just talked about last week, for anything like brand new crypto projects where I'm getting in not on the ground floor, but like pretty close to the ground floor, or if I ever get airdropped something. So I just get crypto for free. Um, In these particular cases, I will wait until I get a 5x return on the initial price to which I bought or received on the airdrop, convert that winning into a stable coin, move stop loss to break even, and let the rest go. Now, some of you might be saying, well, you just got airdropped free cryptocurrency. Why are you taking initial profit at all like this? Well, it's because I get a chance by doing this to reinvest that money somewhere else, therefore giving me more free cryptocurrency. You know, some people might say, well, you're cannibalizing your upside. Yeah, by one fifth. (laughs) Who cares? 
you know, maybe the new position I enter with that free crypto ends up being the one that 100x is. You don't know. Um, but at least now I get to find out. Um, but yes, I have a Google Sheet right in front of me with every single one of my positions and every single place where I plan on taking profit. And if I already have, I simply gray it out. Uh, but like I said, once you've put in the 30 to 60 seconds worth of work, it's right there. It stays there forever. And you never have to do it again. Uh, but to me, this part is non-negotiable. There is no substitute for proper money management. We even said it on the Forex videos. If you could just flip a coin with the entries, if you get the money management part right, you're going to do fine. You know, now we want you to do better than fine, so we work on getting good entries as well. But in the real world, I only deal with professional people. If you don't want to take a professional approach to this, that is completely up to you. But just don't ever come knocking on my door. Now, we almost left out stop losses. Let's talk about this. We haven't really ever talked about this from an investment standpoint. At least we haven't really gone into it. Now here, believe it or not, I think it's probably even less important in terms of how you approach this. Uh, the take profit part is mandatory. And stop losses are supremely important in things like Forex trading. But here you can kind of chart your own procedure. Uh, so let me tell you mine and let me tell you why I do it. I really think it comes down to how many positions you have open. So right now I have over 30 different positions open when it comes to cryptos, stocks, um, currency diversification, you know, all the stuff that I talk about on the podcast or on the videos. So at this point, my stop loss almost every time is zero. If you have 30 positions open and one of them falls to zero, it doesn't really hurt you that much. And keep in mind, too, we're going for asymmetry here. We understand that these positions could go to zero. But like we spoke about in the asymmetry episode on this very podcast, most of these investments don't have a very good chance of going to zero, ever. Is platinum going to go to zero? Is gold going to go to zero? Is polka dot going to go to zero? Is the Russian ruble going to go to zero? You know, after a certain point, you can allow things to go to zero because some of them at some point probably are. I've already had a crypto position almost do that. Uh, but when you're measuring the potential upside to downside, when you are a contrarian investor and you're looking for asymmetric investments, going to zero is often part of the game. Rick Rule spoke about this. His largest return ever was a uranium mining stock that he allowed to lose 90% of its value before it finally took off and did what it did. Now, if you only have a few positions out there, again, this shouldn't be a huge deal because you are investing money you can afford to lose. But if you only have a handful of positions out there, you may want to consider putting a stop loss at probably the 50% loss mark. Because let's say you have $900 invested in the markets and you lose $300, that is quite a hit. Uh, you would now have to get a 50% return overall just to get back to even, and that's really not where you want to be. I would even go so far as to say if you only have three positions out there, maybe you want to break those into six or nine smaller positions. You know, at this point, you can actually afford to have one of those positions go to zero, and it would hurt you a lot less. Again, there's no hard number here, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Now, I said earlier in the episode that I do have one exception. My one exception is oil, only because oil has this tendency, and we've all seen it before, to drop when the market drops. 
I have never quite understood the correlation there, but I do know it's there. It exists. So even though I have a lot of positions out there, I will still put a stop loss at the 50% mark on anything oil related with the full intention of coming back into that position once my charts have told me to do so again. Just one of my quirks. Again, none of this is official advice. This is just telling you the way I do things. My approach, my outlook, and my overall opinion of people who do not take this portion of investing seriously. Because if I were to tell your average person that not only do I have 30 positions open, but that I am completely fine if one, two, or even several of them fall all the way to zero, most of them are going to think I'm crazy. But if you have your methods in place and you take an intelligent approach, especially to the steps you take after the investment has already been purchased, then you're not crazy at all. They're crazy. You're just early.